Today is November 8th, 2023. In this week's issue, Mitomycin C during dacrocystorhinostomy may improve anatomic outcomes with less clear evidence for improved functional success. Case series suggest the incidence of severe neutropenia after intraarterial chemotherapy may be higher than previously reported. For primary open angle glaucoma, RNFL thickness measured by OCT may have lower diagnostic accuracy in eyes of African compared to European descent. And RPE culture volumes were found to influence RPE physiology and should be optimized for future in vitro studies. Our first article is from Ophthalmology, Use of Mitomycin C in Dacrocystorhinostomy. Could mitomycin have mighty effects on dacrocystorhinostomy outcomes? Dacrocystorhinostomy is one approach to patients with nasolacrimal duct obstruction and dacrocystitis. Mitomycin C has been shown to decrease collagen production and therefore reduce scar formation postoperatively. Authors studied intraoperative mitomycin C impact on surgical outcomes in dacrocystorhinostomy via literature review of 24 articles. Mitomycin C significantly improved functional outcomes in primary external dacrocystorhinostomy in three of nine series in primary endoscopic endonasal dacrocystorhinostomy in one of nine series and in revision endoscopic endonasal dacrocystorhinostomy in one of three series. Ostium size was significantly larger in mitomycin C groups than control groups. Overall, mitomycin C has been shown to improve anatomic outcomes, but there is no conclusive evidence for improved functional outcomes. Our next article is from JAMA Ophthalmology. Neutropenia, nothing but neutral. Consequences of intraarterial chemotherapy and retinoblastoma. Blast it. Lethal if left untreated, retinoblastoma is the most common intraocular malignant tumor in the pediatric population. And thanks to advances in systemic and more targeted therapies associated with high survival rates. Treatment is never without its downsides. However, side effects such as neutropenia, specifically associated with intraarterial chemotherapy, a treatment rapidly gaining popularity, can be particularly devastating in the pediatric population. This retrospective case series involving 64 eyes of 49 patients at a single quaternary care center sought to estimate the incidence of neutropenia after intraarterial chemotherapy as well as identify risk factors predisposing patients to this potentially devastating side effect. Of the 64 eyes involved, 39.7% had incidences of severe neutropenia after intraarterial chemotherapy, which is notably larger than the 4.1 to 29% previously estimated in literature. Furthermore, there was some demonstration that topotecan may be associated with the development of neutropenia particularly in the setting of high melphalan doses. While additional data will be helpful in verifying these conclusions, this study demonstrates the importance of weighing considerations of potentially devastating effects of intraarterial chemotherapy and suggests that limiting topotecan doses may be beneficial in reducing this risk. Our next article is from the American Journal of Ophthalmology. 
Racial Differences in Diagnosing Retinal Nerve Fiber Layer Thickness All Eyes Matter Glaucoma is a progressive optic neuropathy that mainly affects the retinal ganglion cells leading to degeneration. Assessment of retinal nerve fiber layer thickness and optic nerve head is fundamental for detection and progression monitoring. Spectral domain optical coherence tomography is the standard of care imaging for glaucoma patients. Individuals of African descent possess higher prevalence of primary open angle glaucoma, faster progression, and worse prognosis compared to other races. The purpose of this comparative study was to evaluate the diagnostic accuracy of RNFL thickness by spectralis and serous spectral domain OCT in primary open angle glaucoma in the eyes of patients of African and European descent. 379 healthy eyes and 442 glaucomatous eyes were included in the study. The diagnostic accuracy for spectralis RNFL thickness was significantly lower in eyes of African descent compared to those of European descent. Results for serous RNFL thickness were similar, but without statistical significance. Although these findings concur with widely reported racial differences in RNFL thickness, this study is limited to these instruments. Further, the study is limited by its cross-sectional style, which warrants further studies with longitudinal follow-up in order to better understand whether these differences should slash could be accounted for in clinical practice. Our final article is from the Investigative Ophthalmology and Visual Science Journal. Culture conditions affect RPE metabolic states in vitro. Feed your RPE cultures, but not too much. The retinal pigment epithelium, or RPE, is a monolayer of highly metabolic cells present between the neural retina and choroidal blood supply. The RPE is the site of pathology in several ocular diseases like age-related macular degeneration. Human primary and IPSC-derived RPE cultures were grown with different volumes of standard media to test O2 availability to cells and metabolic consequences. Larger culture media volume induced hypoxia in RPE cells, measured as increased levels of HIF-1A and decreased oxygen consumption rate. The hypoxic environment was also shown to accelerate glycolysis, decrease mitochondrial activity, and impair lipid metabolism. Cultured RPE cells are a valuable tool for studying retinal disease and physiology, but media depth can have a dramatic effect on O2 availability. Optimal conditions will be especially important to consider when studying the highly O2-dependent processes of mitochondrial dynamics and lipid handling in age-related macular degeneration. And to learn more about the lens, you can follow us on Twitter at at the lens underscore OPH and make sure to visit www.lensophthalmology.com to get a full summary of today's research newsletter.